Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I am James Matamontamagno. And I am Michael Doghair Rivet. Dog hair? Yeah, dog hair. It's the season. It's the season of the shed, the great shed. It happens year round, but now is the great shed. So it's a lot, a lot of dog hair. I don't know if our listeners know how many dogs you have. It's about 52. Is that correct? Yeah, about 50. uh, Yeah, 52, I think, the last time I counted. So (laughs) So some have more hair, some have less. Um, Yeah, a lot of hair. Malik, my main squeeze, sheds continuously and uh it's it's unbearable at some times it's quite a bit we burned out vacuums with all the hair and but it's the season it's just the way it goes it's getting hot i know over here it's like oh, super it's so beautiful hot. it's it's getting hot and warm and by hot i mean 70 degrees in seattle and no one can stomach it anymore so it's pretty terrible but you know it's just not a beautiful damn paradise well I'm, I'm i've been there for the great shed and it is glorious yeah um so i'm, I'm excited you probably for you. brought some home with you Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. probably around, to be honest <laughs> it with you. Is, you yeah. open the suitcase, it's like <laughs> all over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, gosh, Malik. It's a little memory. It's a piece of memory that. Uh, <laughs> and so and I good. give it to everybody. I mean, it, it really is the gift that keeps on giving. Equal opportunity. Equal mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, we have a, a surprise announcement, Michael, because people are probably listening to this and not watching us. So they have no idea what's happening. Do you want to fill people in on the news? Yeah, absolutely. So if you are not watching, you didn't know that we have a third person joining the podcast, another host that will be here a lot, I would assume, if not all the time. Uh, And that's Christina. So Christina, welcome to Nintendo Dispatch. I don't know if you have a cool code name that you want to go by, but uh, yeah. No, it's it's just Christina. Okay. Yeah, just (laughs) Christina. So yeah, hello. We wanted to welcome you to the podcast. We we thought that this would be perfect. So in, th- for a few reasons, obviously, people probably get sick of hearing just Mots and I ramble on. So we wanted to have another voice in the mix. But Mots and I, our schedule, especially the summertime, Mots is getting married. I'm moving around for work. Mots moves around for work. Um, we needed another voice that could be added in, whether whether you're here as a permanent fixture three, you know, for the three of us. Or as a substitute, when somebody has to kind of like move in and out or special occasions, we thought this would be a perfect way of doing it. And we wanted to kind of welcome you to the podcast, but we also wanted to start getting people to know you a little bit. So what would you say, you know, regarding Nintendo in particular, like what kind of fan are you? How long have you been playing? Any of that kind of stuff? So Nintendo for me was always a little tricky because... I had an older brother and all of my friends had older brothers and all of our older brothers had Nintendo systems that we couldn't play with. (laughs) So when we did get a chance, it was very limited. We could only play like one game and we could only play for like a half an hour. Um, But let me tell you, Mario Kart, Nintendo 64, that's where it all began. (laughs) Not a bad start. So was that your first, that was your first Nintendo game console experience was the 64 or? That was um, my serious, I, I guess, like if you were like thinking about it, Dave, that was like my serious boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I grew up, uh, a neighbor of mine, uh, she had a uh, Super Nintendo and we would play like games here and there on it. So that, that I guess would be like my first experience. 
And I had terrible hand-eye coordination when I was younger, so I hated it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nintendo 64 is where it really started, where I really enjoyed playing games. Very nice. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember my N64. What a what a great day! I was something I, I couldn't even imagine it. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> would you say that's then your favorite game from like all of Nintendo now? Because you're not just a 64 fan now. Would that be still on the top of the charts for you? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Recently, I got to play um, the new Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. I see. I don't. I don't even know the actual name of it. <laughs> Eight Deluxe. Um, Yes, it's mm-hmm. Lux. And I will tell you, I played one game, came in first place. I still got, oh, it. Still got it. So <laughs> N64 in your mind is beating Breath of the Wild. No. Well, no. that's time. That's the question. That's the favorite game. It, okay. Favorite Maybe game of all time. There's a difference. So like nostalgic, like history wise, like being like thinking about my childhood, mm-hmm. Nintendo 64. Okay. Now in my adult life. Zelda Breath of the Wild, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. And so then, what? So people know going into this. Obviously, I think it's come become pretty clear what Mots gravitates towards. He likes Tetris. music. He likes Tetris. Uh, I would say like two D pixel platformers are a big thing for you. Shmups are a big thing for you. Music games of some kind are a big thing for you. Me is like role playing type stuff. Fortnite shooters. Uh, I, I have a weird affinity for tabletop like conversions, digital tabletop weirdo. games. I don't know why what a I don't weirdo. play them. Weirdo. I just like them. Uh, card based <laughs> games. I love them. So that would be kind of where I am. And now where would you fit? How do you fit into this equation? So my heart belongs to like the RPG simulation games anything that I can kind of play at my own pace. I don't like Mm -hmm. playing games and feeling stressed out. Like I have a limited time to do something or I'm like competing against 99 other people trying to win something. I don't, I don't. Yeah. You don't do the shooters. (laughs) I don't thrive there. You don't do the Fortnite. You don't do the Tetris 99. So you're doing a Stardew Valley. You're doing uh, Harvest Moon or something like that. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Harvest Moon, but (laughs) I know it was a teaser. It was a teaser. We'll get to that. (laughs) But yeah, Stardew Valley. I, yeah, that, I actually started playing on PC. That was, the, I think, the first game I got when um, I got my Switch. Mm-hmm. And I have, I think, like 90 hours clocked on it now. It's, yeah. It's those, a good one. those relaxing games. It's a good one. So mm-hmm. what would you, what? okay, now that you've had some time with the Switch, and if anybody hasn't read it, you did a, a guest article for us on the blog mm-hmm. uh, before joining us. And you actually wrote about your first three months with the Switch. First time, mm-hmm. I guess, having a system and probably years actually being back into the Nintendo loop. What would are something that you wish like a game that you wish would be on the switch that maybe isn't, or is a, and I, and I want to say it can be a Nintendo IP or not. Like, let's just go crazy. What would you love to have on the switch? Any Tomb Raider title. Oh, that's I would a good love choice. On the switch. And I actually checked cause I know that there are some Tomb Raider like mobile kind of style games so mm-hmm. i checked before and just to make sure there weren't any and there's absolutely nothing no nope. i'm i was nothing. disappointed <laughs> um i was also thinking too that um i feel like the first portal would be able to work on the switch mm-hmm. maybe it's funny. i was actually just thinking about that i don't know why something popped in my head i was it, maybe listening to somebody else talk about games or something and uh or i saw a friend tweet about like a, an experience that he's had recently that was just so you know made up brought him back to when he was a kid playing games and one of those things that i thought of quickly was playing portal and portal 2 because i played it late i played it maybe just three four years ago um and 
it, it was just it was an experience that's hard to but you're just so genuinely enjoyable that you you really every level every time you win somewhere you're just kind of in awe of it that not a lot of games do that you know not a lot of games give yeah. you that experience so that would be one for me too i i would love to see portal moved over to the uh to the switch so that's fantastic welcome to the show i think that's going to be a, a great added voice a breath of fresh air if you will for <laughs> for Mots and i um, i think so yeah, yeah i think also because it'll be a different perspective too uh just sort in general like everyone yeah everyone brings their own perspective so yet another perspective mm-hmm. when sometimes all michael and i can talk about is fortnite and uh, it's good sometimes to not talk about fortnite so yeah. i look uh, at it too i look at it too like i because I'm pretty fresh to this, I'm going to be the one that asks all the stupid questions that people are scared to ask <laughs> in the no, comments. Absolutely. So, yeah. and, and we might not even know a lot of it, but I think it's good to have somebody that's Mots and I are in it a lot, you know, and, and have been growing up with it. I mean, I remember NES and just all the systems and playing. So having somebody that's sort of newer, it's definitely a new voice for somebody who maybe has children that trying to get them in, involved in playing yeah. games and what they think of it. So I think it's great. But with that, let's get to maybe the biggest news of the entire week. And that was the 2019 Pokemon press conference. Oh my gosh, wasn't this exciting? So I'm just going to run down, do some bullet point topics. Then I think either as I'm going through it, maybe we stop and discuss each thing um, and then just kind of go through from there. So the first one up, I would say is the fact that we have a new detective Pikachu coming to the switch. And I should say it's the only detective Pikachu that we have on the switch because obviously the first detective Pikachu was 3ds. So this is quote unquote conclusion to the story coming to Nintendo switch. And it is a different ending from what we may have seen in the movie. I think this is cool i guess my only concern is that i kind of hope they bundle the original into this because i'm not going back to a original 3ds to play detect i'm sorry i'm not gonna i don't care but if it's bundled i would play the original and maybe pick up this one so that i can have the conclusion to the story yeah, I mean, I think for this, it, it's a little bit strange of a press conference. They called it the business strategy mm. announcements, and they talked about how good the movie did. And yeah, the thing with this announcement is that they didn't say or really describe anything. They're just like, hey, the movie did great. And guess what? We're making a game for the Nintendo Switch. Like, is <laughs> it the same game? Is it a sequel? I mean, they said a new Detective Pikachu, but then a conclusion to the story like, but it has a different ending from the movie or from the game. I'm, I'm, so I'm a little confused, but I'm all for it. Well, I'm yeah. buying it. I'm See, buying now, you, buy it. you have it. You have the original. You have to get on that and play it because I'm I'm dying. To, like, would it just end halfway? I don't understand where the conclusion is. Why? Yeah. Did it conclude already in the first? You didn't know you were going to do a sequel when you no. made that game. You didn't know it was going to do so well, I don't think. So I'm curious what the conclusion to the story is. But people are saying that I guess some of the notes did follow like the what happens in the movie. Um, but apparently the ending is different. So I don't know. I mean, that's cool. I, I just I'm not going to play on the 3DS to get the original story. So I would hope that as some sort of bonus, we get that thrown into the mix. Now, in addition to that, they talked a little bit about the Pokemon Center, which they assured people is not just a store. It's an experience. And the new Pokemon Center is going to be opening up in Shibuya. Parko? I, Shibuya. 
Shibuya. Shibuya. So this is going to be a whole new concept. It's not just a store. You're going to come in. You're going to basically there's real Pokemon walking around. It's going to be amazing. It's, gonna, it's like a Disney experience. I was so just I, say, it looked like a lot of like a store to me. I don't know. It looked like a store, basically. It's like it sound, sounded like they were pulling out a card from Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's cool if you really, really love it. I know, Mons, you you walked by basically like a week before it opened, right? You were you were just so close. Well, there's it. the 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 Singapore is inside the new airport, which is absolutely stunning. You should YouTube this thing. I'll put a link in the show notes for this amazing video. And I was in Singapore. I think it was two weeks before the airport opened, so I didn't get to go to any of it. But the airport is unbelievable it's like the most expensive airport airport ever created or it's just a hub but it's in there yeah so i mean i I want i want more pokemon centers to open them everywhere right i want to take my my pokemon which we'll talk about soon because we'll have a new capture device for our pokemon in the real world maybe we can take them to the pokemon center so yeah i mean i can see these popping up in actual like you know they can say it's not a store but the pokemon center in the malls in like just freestanding locations i think that if that becomes sort of the place we do go for maybe trading and and meeting other players and i that could be a lot of fun that could be a you really could build an experience around it and not just get your pokemon swag there but actually get maybe rare pokemon that you can't get anywhere else or something that could be cool that'd be that would be pretty fun. I picture um, it being kind of like the Pokemon Go. Like around here, they have like Pokemon Go meetup areas. And like at the malls, they would be like, if you come here at this time, we're going to battle and do this. And you get this thing for free. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would yeah. like that. It's kind of like Pokemon Pass right now where you go some location for a, a window and you can get something. It would just be cooler if we were doing that and getting something other than just a sticker that you can only use basically in your camera or something. <laughs> and then we had Ethan Wong from NetEase come out on stage. He discussed Pokemon Quest and that it's going to be released in China very, very soon. And some little updates to it is that it adds PvP and a social system to the game. And apparently 100 or 1.7 million people are already registered to play it, which is amazing and surprising because I didn't feel like it was that good to begin with so apparently they're just hungry for some pokemon action i i think that's cool that's great yeah it's big for china in general this is more of an again this, since this was the business meeting mm-hmm. what they did is they had all these different people from other companies come up and the reason and remember this is the pokemon company not nintendo right mm-hmm. so doing this this is kind of the pokemon company doing this and uh the reason that this is big not only because it's pokemon quest but because this will be one of the first times that Pokemon games are in China. Mm-hmm. And of course, 1.7 million people. There's a lot of people that live in China. And, you know, NetEase, if you don't know them, they are one of the largest game developers in the entire world. They have over 200 games, half a billion users. Uh, and that's pretty crazy. And they're going to be working on this. And during it, uh, uh, during the announcement, they're like, we couldn't believe how fast like they took the game and ported it and did all this stuff. Like, we've never seen people work so fast in our entire lives. It like blew their mind. So mm. this is probably going to be the start of all more. And who knows if they'll start to bring games outside of China. Like they'll do kind of what DNA does and partner with Nintendo and, and the Pokemon companies. That'd be kind of cool. It's kind of my thoughts. Well, I think it's a good sign for what Tencent's doing with the Switch in that region, right? Mm-hmm. So we just talked about that maybe a couple of weeks ago or last month or something, where now the Switch may be coming there. This could be a really good sign of how hungry people are for that. The Switch could just blow up. And this is just Pokemon. Now, once 
sword and shield or something like that is now into the introduced to the region got a core game Ooh, that could be fantastic it could be amazing i'm more interested in seeing what the social system is because i mm. i played pokemon quest quite a bit on my phone and it's one of the few games i have in my switch right now <laughs> so mm-hmm. i'm really interested in seeing what that entails because i can't really think what like how that would be incorporated right now yeah, I yeah. don't know. I mean, and will we be getting that update to our systems? I don't think so, but right, yeah. I mean that that could be kind of cool. Is this just for China? I don't. Like, I don't even think it's really like supported that much. And does I, mean, I haven't seen any updates? I, no? I it doesn't do okay. anything. So I don't. I really don't know. Uh, and then we started getting into something that was a little bit more interesting. Now we're getting into like the things that are coming out. And for the first one of those, it's Pokemon Home. So. Uh, they were discussing that this is a place where all Pokemon can gather. And essentially, it's a cloud service, so it connects your smartphone, your 3DS, and your Switch. And it's going to support all games as well as future games. And you will be able to trade your Pokemon globally just from your smartphone. So essentially, if I have game uh, Pokemon on my Switch, but I'm only on my phone, maybe I'm traveling to work or something, I could still bring up my Pokemon, send it to you guys. You can swap something back. And then when I get my Switch, it's there waiting for me, which I think is amazing. It is also going to have face-to-face in addition to sort of the long-range trading. And this is supposed to launch early 2020. I think this could be very, very cool. I like that we can have it on our phones. It just There's been a lot of times where I want to do something I want more from Pokemon Go. I want more from the Pokemon games. And now I feel like this could be that connection where we can start to do some more with it. Yeah, I think for me, it's nice because it's the evolution of Pokemon Bank. And, uh, you know, they kind of say, like, you want to take your Pokemon everywhere and you want to import from all the old games. Like, yeah, I don't really ever do that. But the idea of it almost like the Splatoon where I could order something in the game and it would show up when I'm there and easier to browse. I'm about it. So. Yeah, exactly. More things. Why not? Exactly. And I think that's the biggest part. I don't do it now, but this seems like it's going to add another level of simplicity to that process. And maybe I would, you know, when you're when you're going through smash levels, trying to select what level you want to have when you get home and it automatically is downloaded. Like, that's very cool to me. It adds a little extra to the to having your phone synced up to this stuff. Um, So I'm excited for that. Now this, this next one I'm on the fence about, they did start by going over Pokemon go, which they, they went on about how many steps and how active people are and it's enriching everybody's lives, but they say we can do more. We can enrich lives more. So the team, yeah. So it's going to be, uh, created with select button who also did magic card jump, which is Mons's favorite Pokemon game of all time. Um, And then basically it's meant to be uh, like a sleep tracker so that we don't understand what the gameplay is, but it, people, they they want you excited to wake up and see what happened during your sleep cycle, which, okay. Uh, this is also slated for a 2020 release. And they did, that was about all they gave us. No gameplay, no idea of what it does. Apparently is going to track your sleep. I think that the native game itself is just going to use the the gyro and and everything that's in your phone but they did announce another device that is going to go along with it the pokemon go plus plus the most beautiful name the most nintendo name i have ever heard uh the pokemon go plus plus and you may wonder what is the pokemon go plus plus well 
it's it's a plus <laughs> more than what we already have. Uh, it's essentially a disc is kind of what it looks like right now. And it's going to be able to track it's your movement. So you can use it as a Pokemon Go Plus, which as anybody knows, has like a button. You can walk around. It tracks your steps. You can it'll vibrate. You can catch Pokemon with it um, and, and whatnot. Boom, there it is. Mons is showing it on the feed. So basically you walk around, you can track your your Pokemon. It's got like a Fitbit almost. It'll vibrate, letting you know that there's a Pokemon close. You hit the button, maybe you catch it, maybe you don't. Um, So this is essentially that. But now in addition to it, it'll also be tracking your sleep. So how much you're moving. And from the the trailer they show, they show it like kind of sitting next to you on the pillow, which, okay, that's that's great. I don't know. I I like the idea of sleep trackers. I mean, I love I just wish they and maybe they will. I wish that this would be included into maybe a Fitbit or some other sleep trackers that you already have that you already wear and have it work with those as opposed to this disc that's got to sit on the bed next to you, which if you sleep next to somebody that would throw off the reading right off right off the bat, I would imagine. Um, So we'll see. I don't I don't know. What do you think of the Pokemon Go plus plus? I think it's a very creative name. Um, <laughs> uh, now, I, you do mention something later about uh, the Pokemon Go tracker on the uh, Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Thank you. <laughs> so I wonder if that's why, because they're moving more in this direction, like for trackers. Maybe, but I I think that the prop that's a problem though because I mean I mean personally I. I don't want to walk around with this Pokemon no. Go Plus Plus on like I'm just not going to use it. Um Mats, I mean you have one, a Pokemon Go Plus. How how much did you use it? Did you walk around with it? Did you have it on your wrist? Um really showing off the swag or did it just kind of get it and then sat on a shelf? Yeah, mostly used it a little bit and I would originally use it to walk when you walk around it vibrates and you press the button and see if you catch stuff mm-hmm. i'd run out of pokeballs so that was kind of annoying but you had control to say try to catch pokemon or just only do poke stops and that is nice to do poke stops if you just want to get swag because you don't want to be out on your phone and doing it all the time uh to me uh i mean the sleep is fine i guess i don't know how that's different from just setting my phone down and charging it overnight I mean, I'd be pretty still, pretty sound sleeper, but uh, <laughs> I, that that's the one thing that sort of gets me. I guess I could put it in my pocket, but then it's kind of weird. So I, I got to see it in use. I can't, and it's so far away that it doesn't matter, really. But of course, this could be just vaporware again. I mean, I think that the the Pokemon Go uh, Plus is fine. And, and I like that it's plus because it's P-L-U-S. And then they just added a plus sign. So there's two different kinds of pluses in there. But uh, I don't know if there's going to be really any different. The thing is so small. It's really nice. So you can just clip it onto your pant pocket and go. So uh, but now I would say we'll talk about it later. Like Rustica was saying, uh, and I'll, I'll say Rustica because that's Christina. <laughs> that's my like, alias name all the yeah. time. That's what we always call her <laughs> alias. Uh, so what Christina was saying is, you know, they're going to get rid of kind of the Apple Watch extension because I've been playing Pokemon Go a lot this week, not only because Snorlax is available, which I still didn't get it all, but because little did I know they added they added the step tracking capability to just your phone, even without the Pokemon Go Plus, because iOS and Android automatically track your steps. So they call this like adventure walk or adventure sync. So if you just go out like today, we just walked like four miles. If I open up my Pokemon Go, it's like, hey, you walked four miles today. 
I didn't have the app open. I didn't have the Pokemon Go Plus. I didn't have the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. And a bunch of eggs start hatching because you've been walking around. It's the best thing that's ever happened to the game. And I'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, that, that was super cool. So do I need yet another thing? No, but it does look really cool. So that's bonus. See, in my mind, the Pokemon Go Plus looks better than the Plus Plus only because it doesn't seem as if you wear it, which I mean, it could be, but it's, it does look sizably larger than the Plus does. Yes. Um, and it looks like it's meant to be kind of like a disc that just sits around with your in your pocket. And I, as somebody that's liked the idea of sleep trackers, any of them that had that required my phone on the mattress next to me just never even took seriously until I got like a Fitbit that would track my sleep cycle. Cause then I'm wearing it at least, you know, it's tracking my heart rate, it's tracking my movement. And it's, I feel more accurately tracking it as opposed to just this thing that's there. So I don't know. I, I think it's great if you don't have those other, those other trackers, but uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it, I think they could have other ways around this. I think the sleep tracking, any sort of health tracking, walking, any of that stuff is amazing. I just wish there was maybe a better way to do it instead of trying to make your own thing. And then, like you said, now we have Snorlax in the game. I did, unlike you, I did catch mine. Um, it was amazing. But they're everywhere. So, you know, if you if you want, it's supposed to be a limited time. So get out there and catch your Snorlax. I've gone out every single day and it's not there. Christina. Come on, I, I sat at my desk and it popped up next no. to me and I'm like, man, caught. <laughs> I, I walked around. I walked around all day. Did you get one, Christina? Are you still playing? No, I haven't played in a while, actually. It's one of those things it. that's like in the back of my mind. Like I should definitely open that up again. And but do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worth catching at least the Snorlax. <laughs> so now in addition to that, we also have Pokemon Masters was announced. And this is the game we discussed a couple weeks ago that's working with DNA and the Pokemon company and what they're creating. And essentially, it's a game that features all of the Pokemon trainers from past and present games. They did play a trailer. It seems as if instead of po collecting Pokemon, you're collecting the trainers. That's the impression that I got. And then by collecting the trainers, you get to use the Pokemon that they have in their collection. It looks like you will be creating teams of three and then going up against other teams of three. And Misty and Brock will be there. It is confirmed. We did see them. So this is launching apparently sometime this year. And there's going to be more details in June. I'm assuming E3. We're going to see more about this. Uh, it looked uh, okay. I'm, I think this is going to be a heavy gotcha game. Much like all the others, you're going to be trying to collect these trainers and, you know, some are going to be a better collection than others. And I don't know, hopefully it's not too heavy on the gotcha stuff. We've been seeing a lot of that lately, but I, it's interesting. Could be some strategy involved. Got to collect them all. Yeah, collect all the Pokemon now, all the trainers. And then last but not least, they talked about the Pokemon shirts, which everybody that had come out on stage had these shirts, the original Stitch uh, Pokemon designed dress shirts. I think we talked about this actually a couple months ago. Originally, it was only in Japan, and they made the announcement that it would be coming to North America and Europe. Now you can get your very own Pokemon dress shirt and they are very nice we we did like them when we saw them before they were really cool designs so they'll have more details on that in the future as well they heard you mats <laughs> yeah so give them to me now yeah the problem the, the only problem with them are is they're all sort of i wonder if they're all men's cuts only right or if they have because no. you could have a, a woman's like button up cut but it'd have to be cut different like a different yeah you know, i'm not a 
I don't understand. Seamstress. I'm not a seamstress, but I'd imagine. But we, I, it, I, I, I would imagine there's there's different. We have different men and women are different, and and I think that the cut is. It's a good thing I'm on this show this week. Wow. Different. Yeah, this is perfect for you. And I mean, I, in our mind, they're different. Yeah, I mean, sometimes women's shirts will come in a little bit at the waist, but I mean, men's cuts are a lot more popular now. Like I have shirts in my closet that are more of a men's cut just because that's a style right now. So I think it might actually be fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's, there's no way of knowing until, we'll find until out. we get to see it. But my guess is because they are so custom designed where you can basically pick the patterns and you can pick like where, you know, you could somebody could have a shirt. It's maybe a like a dress shirt and just the pocket has a Pokemon pattern mm. on it. And then all, somebody else has just the collar. So Perhaps you can change even the cut. I don't know. It looks cool. I think we last time we looked, they were roughly $90 for a dress shirt, which for nice, if, if the quality is there, is not unreasonable for a dress shirt. But that was that was it. That was the uh, business strategy Pokemon press conference of 2019. Overall, what did everybody think? Uh, I mean, the shirts are cool. I think the sleep tracker could be neat. Um, I, I think I, we just need to see more. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, it was the same. It was a very odd conference, but again, this is that business strategy. It was weird last year. It was weird this way year. It'll be weird next year. Uh, I do, I do appreciate though uh, this type, this this kind of press conference because this was the first time they they translated in real time to both uh, English, Japanese, and to Chinese, uh, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. Yeah. Obviously, some of the Netanese stuff and the ten cent stuff we had talked about, but I appreciate some of the pre- like some of the presentation style like everyone's very respectful and bowing and even to the audience and things like that so i enjoy sort of seeing some of this because we get caught up we see e3 which is right around the corner and we see all the different you know different style of presenting mm-hmm. and we don't get to see some of the the internals of some of the people working on all of these different projects i thought it was pretty cool but it was short i appreciated that it was short which is weird but then okay at the same time but Nothing went deep, like like Christina said. Nothing was yeah. deep enough, really, and I didn't get enough out of it. So, anyways, yeah, I I I guess that's my feelings on it as well. It seemed very top level, very kind of just hitting the the notes, and then we're gonna get more details down the road, which I guess is fine. Um, I don't know if I need to hear the nitty gritty on stuff because I think a lot of people tune out, right? Yeah. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, speaking of E three, let's get into a little bit of E three stuff. You and I, all of us, are gonna actually now. We have three of us. The three of us will be doing a E3 bonus round later this week where we give our predictions. So you have that to look forward to. But we did just find out that the Nintendo New York is going to have hands on for some of the games during E3. They're going to not only be streaming the event. Um, and I guess apparently it's going to be streaming throughout the whole thing. So probably when they have the Treehouse, they'll be streaming that. And the main Nintendo Direct will be streaming that. But they also said, in addition to that, on the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th, there's going to be demo of select Nintendo titles. They didn't get into what Nintendo titles, unfortunately. I'm excited. I really want to know what games they're going to have people be able to play. Um, but it does say fans need to start lining up at 7 a.m., which is two hours before the demos are available to play. So I'm assuming this is going to be huge. I will say that the Nintendo New York store is right near where the Today Show films. So that should be really interesting because it's literally in the same like like block 
um, not even like literally the same plaza. So it should be really interesting to see when they're the Today Show is doing like their morning stuff and all of these Nintendo fans are kind of lining up chanting for Mario. Um, we'll see what happens. But I think that's so cool that they're doing this. I don't remember them doing this last year. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to do hands on would be amazing. Are you both going to go? Yeah, maybe. 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 Pro- probably won't be around, but we'll see. <laughs> it's a quick drive, right? It's a few hours. Yeah, it's only a couple hours of on train. So yeah. it, it's really not that bad to get down there and back. Um, actually, just recently visited the store. So it 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 would be very cool to experience that there with a bunch of other fans. But I could imagine the line is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a madhouse. Unless they're crappy games. <laughs> I could just imagine people like standing in line and then hearing what the games are going to be and then just like, oh, come on. We just wasted two hours in line, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they just all walk out, <laughs> yeah. storm out I guess out we'll of the go place. watch the Today Show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope you do make the trip. I know you won't, but let's hope that you do. Uh, but we'll be able to talk yeah. about it. Now, let's get on to some real news, uh, no, Michael boy. and Christy. So, <laughs> this actually, this isn't news. This came from one of our listeners uh, who sent me a great article that sort of I missed because it was over on uh, Nintendo Everything. And it was this interview uh, from the website for gamers. So it was all in Japanese. It got translated. It was an interview with some of the developers behind Tetris 99, one of the best games ever created of all time. And it was everyone's played Tetris 99, right? Christina, Michael, I watched you play. I have played it. Yep. Oh, people have watched me play it. Good enough. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan during the event. I unlock the the Game Boy skin. It's very, very good. I love Tetris. I think it's just it's an amazing game. I, I don't know. It's so good. I love the history behind Tetris. I love everything about it. And this was a really great full translation of the article. I'm not going to get into details too much, but I picked out some cool little bits I wanted to share because you definitely need to go through the long read. But it was with director Ryuchi Nakada and producer Akira Kanashi. And what's cool about the game is they only started planning development in April 2018. The game took under a year to go from planning to production out there. And how they came up with the idea is they started to sit around and talk about how popular battle royales in general had become. And they're like, I think we need another Tetris game. And what if we put those together, you know? Uh, (laughs) And it was sort of less about turning Tetris into battle royale and more like, how could we make a Tetris with a different style of play just in general and introduce some quirks to it? Because there are some different quirks that they talk about. Um, And, you know, they talk about, hey, you know, why is it Tetris 99 and Battle Royale games are used 100, like 100 people drop in. And they said it was a, a, a problem with the impact of the layout. And they said they were able to arrange other players in nearly seven by seven columns right to left um, where the players in the in the middle. And that number came out to 99 looking good. Uh, and they just had to cut out a player. Also, it would have been Tetris 100. They're like, did the math? The math didn't work. <laughs> So, uh, and what was funny is they said, you know, uh, were there always four tactical options? I thought this was cool. Originally there was eight things like slow down and defensive that you could do, but they were cut just because it was too complex. And the sort of one that really intrigued me again, there's a lot in here, but they said, you know, originally they were going to do it all touchscreen only, but people really needed the tactile feedback to be really fast. And they also said, you know, a lot of people choose random as their tactic. Um, 
they said, you know, is that the way to go? And they said, uh, you know, they encourage uh, aggressive uh, play, and that's why they introduced the KO badges. And if you defeat an opponent and get more badges, your attack capabilities increase, like you send more garbage blocks, meaning the next opponent is easier to defeat. Uh, So because of that, players are trying to get badges from the very start, which livens up the gameplay, which is why a lot of people don't obviously go on the attack immediately. Um, so exactly how much the badges increase attacks capabilities, they had to tweak and they continuously tweak here and there as they update the game and continue to play, but it's a good long read. So give that uh, a look. I love Tetris 99 best game ever created. And what were you saying? We talked about this last week. What were you saying? That was your tactic. It was just to go attack, attack right off the bat for it. Yep. Attack, attack, attack. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, I played it hot and heavy in the beginning, but, uh, kind of fell off after a while. Slackers. So I guess now I'll get into an interesting little game that was released this past week for the 3DS. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have a 3DS and you want to measure your visual acuity, color vision, and stereopsis, there is a new game available on the 3DS eShop called PDI Check. Um, It was created by an Alaskan eye doctor. So if you have $99.99 you want to drop on something like this, you can. (laughs) So it's described as an interactive multiple choice game. And it was primarily designed for medical use. And it uses Nintendo's uh, handheld system, so the 3DS, which they state as it being an aging handheld system, which I thought was kind of an Mm. interesting way to put it, um, to provide a comprehensive examination and analysis of your vision. Now, I had a question for you guys, because like we've already talked about, I'm a little bit out of the loop for Nintendo. Didn't they release some kind of medical kind of program a couple years ago or like they mentioned it? Well, they've in the past, they've used their handheld consoles in so many different ways. Back yeah. in the day at the Mariner sta- Stadium, Safeco Field, you could bring and another stadium too in the US, you could bring your your 3DS or 2DS or whatever it was at the time or DS, and it would unlock a bunch of you connect to the Wi Fi it would unlock a bunch of stuff and tell you where it's around. They've back in the days, they, they would have like demo stations where you could download stuff and uh, I don't know if they did anything. Med- I feel like they have done something medical in the past or whatever to give like information yeah. uh, on it. And and this one's weird because it's from just a random eye doctor developer. <laughs> and I, I watched the demo and I was like, I-, I could build this in like five seconds. But I guess I'm not an eye doctor. So yeah, yeah the- I, I wouldn't know to build it. Right. You wouldn't know that it's even needed uh, to go off your question. I think that it was talked about. Christina. Okay. I don't know if it actually was implemented, but I know that there was discussion about it. I think that this popped up in our like awareness, basically because of that high price. Yeah. Tag. Anybody, especially on the 3DS, you are not like ninety nine dollars on a 3DS game. I think it was specifically targeted so that the Joe Schmo wasn't buying this really. And it's more of like a medical tool. It adds some weight right. to it. It adds like, this is an actual thing. It's a test so that you can test for your vision. And I think that's amazing, to be honest with you. I would never in a million years think that we could be using the 3DS in this way. So I, I commend the doctor to even think like, oh, we could we could do this with this thing. It, it would be no problem. And that's that's pretty amazing and i and it kind of makes me think you know what could the switch end up doing where can we could we have like a whole e-shop that's like a med shop and you just go and you do stuff for like i don't know different different random tests and a whole market that was never even thought about so i think that's a that's so cool and the the fact that, that you can get a 3ds for so inexpensive i mean this could be a test that maybe somebody runs that typically was very expensive and now you could do it at 
maybe what two three hundred dollars yeah. maybe buying a used one even less well i was just surprised because you think medical technology it's going to be super expensive that the examinations are going to be really expensive and they state an aging handheld system so they use that for a medical like piece of technology it's it's i just found that very interesting because it's seen as like yeah, yeah. very cool Switch from the eyes to the ears. <laughs> uh, there was a YouTube channel called Odd Tinkering that they do these like ASMR-esque. I say S because I don't think they were supposed to necessarily be ASMR, mm. but they do these like... Unintentionally. Yeah, unintentionally ASMR uh, tinkering videos where they restore things like lighters and things like that. Um, back in April, they posted a video restoration of a Game Boy. And I watched the full video. It is so cool. <laughs> um, now, there's no like voiceover or anything like that. It's literally just like a uh, type over the video explaining kind of what he's doing and his process. It's not like a tutorial, but it, it's it's just a very cool thing to sit down and watch. And he even shows you like how he fixes the um, the screen because there's mm. like chunks of it not working. Very cool. So definitely yeah. check that out if you're into that sort of... If you're into the Breath of the Wild ASMR, you'll like this. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. It reminded me of when we mentioned that. And I don't think you should watch this necessarily seeking ASMR. No. I do think that will trigger some people. This video will trigger people. Um, I watched it. I found it very relaxing. But it's very satisfying because when he gets this Game Boy, it's pretty beat up it's very it's nasty it's very nasty <laughs> and then by the end it's 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 very it's pristine it looks perfect it fires yeah. right up the videos are done really really well and this is i think mots when we talked about that asmr this is sort of that unintentional asmr like woodworking um working with your hands working with stone things like that it gives you that sensation you know he's cutting he's scraping on stuff and it's not meant to be anything necessarily but it does do the job if those are your triggers uh so it's just super relaxing and very interesting just from a restoration standpoint because you wouldn't right. know i would never even have thought some of the things this person did would get me to where you have this beautiful new game boy essentially very cool it's a very interesting process. <laughs> I don't get it. Anyways, let's continue <laughs> on. Uh, so let's get into some sad news uh, in general. The, the rest of the news is all sad, so we'll skim through it pretty quick. It's all very important. But Niantic came out not at the press conference, but later on came out into the, that they are, like Christina mentioned earlier, ending official support for Pokemon Go on Apple Watch. Now, this was a big thing because Niantic came out at... Um, at the Apple WDC, and they were talking about how they were adding it to Apple Watch many years ago. This was in 2016, so about three years ago, I believe it came out. Uh, and then they continued to add support as it continued to, to evolve. And you could use it to essentially track your steps if you didn't have your device and then synchronize or didn't have one of the Pokemon Go Plus. And they said, nope, we're done. We're over it because that adventure sync, like we mentioned earlier, that allows trainers to uh, the option to track their steps uh, earning buddy candy and hatching eggs only with their mobile device. You don't need two devices. You don't need to drain your batteries. You know, we built Adventure Sync so trainers don't have to split their gameplay between two devices because you never wanted to to begin with. So now you don't have to. And in fact, you can't starting on Jul July 1st, 2019, <laughs> in about one month because it will be officially discontinued. So go ahead and delete it anyways because you don't need it and turn on that Adventure Sync because it's totally rad. So whatever. 
Now for some game news, this one, like Mott said, is kind of just more aggravating almost, maybe even more than sad, but we got more details revolving around Super Mario Maker 2 and multiplayer specifically. It is said that players will only be able to match make online with randoms not your friends makes total sense why would you want to play with your friends um nintendo world report reported that the only way to play with people you know is to do it locally so the youtube channel gamer explain asked nintendo and said is this true is this report the truth please tell us no and they said it is true (laughs) as the game is now which maybe means we can get an update and this could change you cannot create friends lobbies online you can only play online with randoms you can still get friends together and play with local play which I don't do. And you're free to play with four players on one Nintendo Switch system. Okay, that's good. You can also still challenge your friends to your creations and take on their designs through course IDs and having them follow your maker profile. Awesome. Uh, So basically, friends can play online courses together locally uh, with the same Switch. But if the maybe Mats and I or or Christina and I or whatever, we, we decide let's play mario maker we cannot sub we cannot fill in with the other two spots with people we cannot fill in you're either stuck with the two people you're playing with locally or you're playing exclusively online with nobody you know which makes no sense that's very strange and then nintendo they asked well why why are you doing this they said it would provide a way for players to potentially work together to boost one another's rankings on the game's competitive leaderboards Okay, that makes perfect sense. But it's important to note the game's online competitive mode does not have leaderboards and the matchmaking with friends isn't allowed in that mode either. So it really doesn't even apply. Like just allow people to play online with their friends and totally don't have the leaderboards, don't have the competitive mode and just let people do what they want to do. I think the majority of people are happy that you have the local option, maybe over the online. I'm the opposite. I never get together with people and play video games. If I'm going to play with them, it's going to be online. So this is one more reason for me to have no interest in this game. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's fine, I guess. I don't I wasn't I like that you can follow and challenge your friends, but I think it's strange more than anything. I'm not like mad at it, but then like why? I guess that's my only question. Yeah, that's it just makes no sense. Yeah, I'm just like, why, why are you putting so many limitations on it like this? And the issues they've had in the past, I feel like this would almost encourage that more. Yeah, it's like, it's Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo <laughs> doesn't do online well. They just don't. Uh, it's it. They cannot understand it. Smash Brothers is garbage. The online is garbage. Like everything Nintendo does online is garbage. Heard it here first. Nintendo Dispatch exclusive. Tell us, tell us how you really feel. (laughs) It's just, it's just like we keep beating around the bush, but it's crap. Like everybody else can handle online except for Nintendo. Come on. Well, one thing they're amazing at is virtual reality, Michael. So it's um, also garbage. uh, (laughs) With the latest Smash Bros. Ultimate 3.1 update, they added a bunch of new things uh, to it, uh, including some new amiibo support. Uh, back and forth, but more importantly, a new VR mode that will give you a whole new perspective on it. Now, I did not update it or try it, but I did watch the trailer. And from what I can tell, it's just like you watching it player, like the, the CPU play. So you can kind of watch it that way. I mean, because you can't really play this way with it. It'd be very complicated. 
Uh, now, I will say I've, I've played some other stuff. We talked about the Labo VR. I mean, why not add the support? Who cares? I mean, we could be like, oh, whatever. But maybe it's a cool it's a cool tech demo. And like, oh, cool, whatever. Maybe it'll lead to something else down the future. But it's there if you want it. Um, I'm sure Michael's all about it. So, yeah, I can't wait to watch my play my my Smash Brothers play itself. That's so cool. That's why I buy it. I buy it so I can just watch the game play itself. I will say in the trailer, they show the the coolest part about it is seeing the world that's created like outside of what we're normally yeah. seeing. You know, you're you're in different parts and you can look down and you can see, wow, they created all the different world. You know, though that to me was very, very interesting. I think that you couldn't play this though, right? You have to watch it because otherwise you would throw up. I think you you know people are really getting sick with with um, playing Breath of the Wild in VR. I could imagine. Could you do the craziness of Smash play with VR? So I, it makes sense that you're only watching it, I guess. And I hope it does lead to other stuff where I do love the idea of like looking around the space. Now, what if we had? you know, Luigi's mansion come out and now you're playing that in a VR mode where you're like able to look around the rooms and do something that where I can start to see it apply to the gameplay mechanic where right now they're just plastering on everything. And it doesn't even make sense a lot of the ways, but this case, if this is a test, I would love to see it on Luigi's mansion where now you're looking for ghosts. You're doing something, walking around a spooky environment that could be really, really fun. All right. So in, in in more news, we did get a Contra Anniversary Collection full line out, lineup. And I'm actually I'm a huge Contra fan. I can't wait to play this again. I'm excited to use the Konami code again for like the first time in forever. And the lineup is extensive. There's a, a billion. I didn't even know there was this many Contra games. You get Super Contra, Super C, Contra 3, Contra Hardcore, Contra, just Contra, Contra again, Corp Operation C. I mean, it goes on and on. Then there's all Jap Japanese versions, which will be added in free update. They're not going to be in the original release, but you will get them as an update. This comes out this summer and it's only 20 bucks. To me, that's a, an awesome deal. Like if you like Contra anyway, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't want this. For all of them, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good combo, just like the Castlevania one. If you like Contra, you get all the Contras. You like the Castlevania, you get all the Castlevanias. Like, you know, it's yeah, good. yeah. I, I I've it. never I've never played them, but Michael's excitement. When Michael's excited about something, <laughs> that means a lot. So I, I'm excited. I would play Contra and Super C. Those are the only ones I played growing up. I don't I didn't even know all these other ones were there. So I'm excited to jump back in for 20 bucks. Nice. Well, before we get to all the best sellers and a lot more, let's get into a little rumor mill cuz I know something that Michael will be crazy excited for because there's a rumor coming out that Witcher 3, yes, Witcher 3 may be heading to the Switch. You know, we hate rumors here on the Dispatch. But we can't go without it. The Witcher 3 is a phenomenal game. Uh, the Wild Hunt. Now, apparently, there were past rumors. There might be new rumors uh, because there is a retail listing all over the place that the Game of the Year edition will be heading to the Switch in September. And you can actually browse through this article on this Chinese online shopping site. And it's like pretty legit. Of What's intriguing here is it's not only the game, but there's box art that has it in English and in Chinese. And then also... There is accessories with Witcher 3 stuff on it for the Switch. So it's odd that you would see it this way. Now, who knows? Like, the question is, 
how, like, how is it even possible? <laughs> Maybe this is going to be the rumors of um, a new switch and more powerful. And then this would have mm. to be only played on the pro version, but that would be kind of crappy. So I don't yeah. know. Have you ever any of you played Witcher before? I've never played it. I've never played it. I've heard amazing things. I think this would be some sort of black magic if it was able to be on there, but make it happen. I would, that would sell like hotcakes. I mean, I've seen a little bit of it and I've heard it compared to Skyrim. And if mm-hmm. and I love Skyrim, I love any the Oblivion, love the Oblivion. Um, so I don't know if it comes out. Maybe maybe I'll play it. Nice. Well, you know what? You yeah. know what time it is. It's time for Michael's Fortnite Loot Llama Supply Drop update. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so by the time you're hearing this, the only update I have that that's good, that makes you feel good is that that event that we were discussing last week will be over it'll be officially over so you will not have to do some janky running collecting coins thing again so that is it fortnite moving on to bestsellers yeah so the top 10 bestsellers this week number one is minecraft two cuphead three genki yaba anniversary edition and a little side hint it is 100 off so free (laughs) go pick it up Four is Resident Evil 4. That's pretty fitting. Uh, Five, Dead Cells. Six, Katana Zero. Seven, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Eight, Stardew Valley. Nine, Castlevania Anniversary Collection. And ten, Enter the Gungeon. Excellent. Excellent. And like we do every week, we also give a little shout out to those games that didn't quite make that top 10, but they tried so hard. And that is Team Sonic Racing in the 14th spot, followed by Gato Robato in the second 16th spot, and then Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered in the 19th spot. Now, I will say that Gato Robato, I was watching Twitch. I think that's Devolver Digital that was doing it. And on their Twitch stream, they were having uh, cats play it. So that was pretty because the game about Gato is about a, cats. a cat. Yeah, uh, the cats were actually, actually very good. I heard it's in the 16th spot. So it's, yeah. it's up there. Geki Yaba. I, my favorite part is we talked about this before the podcast is that this game that's free. Couldn't quite make it into Bouncy Bob number one spot. So it's going to get there. <laughs> but also, I do want to mention I've been watching a lot of Hulu and we recently downsized our Hulu from the the, the ad free version of Hulu to the non the, the the ads versions were like let's save six dollars a month because that's like a, mm-hmm. two coffees let's mm-hmm. do that go out have a nice coffee instead of and just watch some ads and there are quite a few nintendo commercials on hulu and they are currently running an ad which is like get the latest and greatest games on nintendo switch and then it's Fortnite and resident evil 4 like the, the oh, latest wow. hottest so <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. They, yeah. I'm, I'm always surprised. I see those a lot because I just watch Hulu all the time. So the ads that always pop up and the games they feature, because I watch the dispatch, it's just interesting seeing what they feature. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what yeah. Are they, uh, why would they spend the money on this? But, you know, Resident Evil, if you never played it before, now yeah. it's on Nintendo Switch. Well, let's get into it. This week's new releases for June 3rd to June 9th. Now, there was one sneaky, sneaky, sneaky little game. Selma and the Wisp came out for. $9.99 on sale for $8. Uh, it's a platformer, adventure eerie type game. The trailer looks pretty cool. That's the only thing that kind of sneakily came out that wasn't on there. We figured we'd let everyone know. But of course, there's tons of games. Michael, run it down for us. Sure. On the fourth, we have Karodama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa for $30. There's a new 3DS game, Persona QT, a new Cinema Labyrinth for $40. Then Tiny Derby for $5. It's on sale for $4.30. 
Perchang for $10, Red Siren Space Defense for $9, Time Spinner for $20. On the 6th, we have World Wheel by Paugi for $8, Slay the Spire for $25, Summer Sports Games for $25, and then on the 7th, we have Warlocks 2 God Slayers for $18, and Refunct for $3. Now we got... A light week here, but let's go back up. There's a few checks. What, what are we excited for this week? I really liked Salima and the Wisp. Um, I don't know if and I think, James, did you play Dear God at all on the Xbox? Yeah. No. I got like a combination of Dear God slash Oxenfree. I played um, mm-hmm. Oxenfree, really enjoyed it. But the spookiness and like the art style of Dear God, I got vibes from both of those. It looks cool. I, I get like a limbo vibe mm. too, an mm-hmm. inside vibe from this one. Yeah. I, I did get this a check. It's on the wish list. I think it looks kind of kind of interesting. Um, $8 seems like a good price for it. Yeah, definitely looks interesting to me. So the next one I had checked was Time Spitter. Uh, I'm personally kind of over this sort of art style of Time Spitter. It's like that pixelated kind of um, platformer. But anything by Chucklefish, I'm always interested in just because of Stardew Valley. Uh, and the story seemed really interesting. I really like time travel kind of storylines. So it's it's on my list. I'll keep an eye on it. But for $20 right now, I don't think I'll pick it up. Yeah, I felt the same way about it. But then I think Chucklefish is the producer of it. So it's not or a publisher. So it's not necessarily it's not the same creator as mm-hmm. Stardew. Um, but I thought the same thing. I do like typically what chucklefish puts out so yeah. it, it came up on my radar but i'm just over that side scroll and pixelated thing it just I, I didn't even couldn't even do it a, a lot of their a lot of games that chucklefish is involved in are like that though so i think that's mm-hmm. just their thing um yeah it'll be really interesting if they ever do anything different <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. would be very nice. I personally checked Selma and the Wisp as well. Got the same vibes. Liked it. $8 seems re- reasonable. Mm-hmm. Perchang, I did check that one. That one is like a weird, if you think um, just a puzzle version of Portal, that same aesthetic, very kind of like blue, white, red, you know, those kind of very, very clean, looks like a lab. And essentially what's happening is it kind of remind me of marble madness. Like you're dropping marbles down this thing and it's going kind of bouncing around. You've got to sort of pinball it around all these obstacles into this thing that contains it and catches it. And that's how you solve the puzzle. So it's essentially, it's just a puzzle game full of contraptions and stuff. And you're trying to get the balls from one spot to the next. And it looked kind of fun, kind of interesting. I think for me, this is a $5 game. So I checked it so that it, hopefully it'll go on sale and I can pick that up. And that was it for me this week. Real light. Yeah, it sounds like a mousetrap. That's what that game sounds like. How you yeah, describe kind it. Kind of like mousetrap. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Do you remember yeah. ever playing mousetrap and trying to set up mousetrap? It was like the worst thing ever. Like it was impossible. Yeah, it was terrible. I think I just played with like, wasn't I just there played dough with the and pieces. stuff in mousetrap? Yeah, you just yeah. play with the different things. You don't actually play the game. Nope. <laughs> uh, that's the type of game I like. Well, I checked a few things this week. I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, I love giving shout outs to the 3DS. I love when it gets new games because why not? There's a lot of people that have it still. Michael hates it, but I don't care. Whatever, uh, you know, Persona, I never played any of the Personas, but this is an M rated game. People love the Persona uh, series. Uh, this uh, features characters for Persona uh, P3, P4 and P5 uh, in this kind of weird, wacky world. The bottom screen is sort of this overlay map and touchscreen controls and there's autopilot modes as you're going through. Uh, very interesting. If you like Persona, it has a weird, wacky style and everything's at weird angles. It's, it's always been an intriguing game for me. So if you're still into your 3DS, pick that up. 
The other two I decided to mark down are different than you two. I put down Red Siren Space Defense uh, Mm -hmm. for nine bucks. This is a mobile game uh, for iOS and Android that is free, but has a billion in-app purchases. And this game, from what I can see, has no in-app purchases and gives you everything for the nine dollars. It's a really cool sort of side scrolling. uh, It's not a tower defense game. But it's kind of a side-scrolling space, futuristic, shmup-ish, flying, mm. blow-up stuff, strategy type of game. But it looked really good. Like, I was surprised that this could be a mobile game in general. So I don't know if they up stuff for the Switch port or whatnot. But it looked very cool and uh, looked nice. I don't know. It's, it's not like I must have, but uh, I was about it. And then the other one uh, from Cubic Games is this weird Warlocks 2 God Slayers game. Uh, to me, it, it is four-player local co-op, but it's set, it's this, you know, they call it a humorous RPG uh, where you're playing, uh, you're trying to slay these arrogant gods that sort of dared to, to stand in your way. Like, how could they? It does have some of that 16-ish bit style gameplay to it, but it looks really cool. This, to me, stuck out. For some reason, uh, just as a really cool like hack and slash solo or local co-op. Of course, no online play, because why would anyone ever dare do online play? But uh, besides that, those are kind of two that kind of stuck out to me. Nice. Yeah. So we got a pretty good mix there. I mean, that's that's there's some game every week. There's something that we could be buying. I mean, it's it's crazy. We It's hard to say that we don't have games on the switch but with that that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show what you playing yeah so me this week i'll kick it off uh of course well both of us michael we both played a little Fortnite together remember that we did we did play a little Fortnite. we worked hard we i have and i believe you have all of the weekly challenges completed so now we have i don't know five days of relaxing playing other games yeah it's honestly true i sat down when week four came out and i streamed i think it was called week four go and i said i'm just gonna play through and i crushed it in one day only like three hours i didn't play that Mm -hmm. long and i had one more thing to get which was this stupid disc and i needed to level up so you helped me out i got the disc and now i have all the weeks completed and, and i don't even need to play it for a whole nother week I guess I should log in. Isn't it in. such a good feeling, though? I, should like, log- I feel like, oh, I did my homework. Yeah. Now I can go play other games. <laughs> it is true. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I should log in to get the daily challenges and just collect mm. them. But beyond that, it's good. I mean, it's great season. We've already talked about a best season ever created. Um, I said I, I got back into Pokemon Go. I've been doing it now where I, you know, in my house, I'll collect a few Pokemon. I'll go out. I'll open the app when I come back up after walking, open my egg, see how I've done. And yeah, there's so many new Pokemon because I haven't played it in so long. And Christina, I would challenge you to go in and Michael to play, play the go because I was surprised that as I was playing, I was getting so much more XP from Pokemon Go because of so many new Pokemon that have been introduced into the wild that I thought I had collected them all, but apparently I have not. So that was cool. And then the last thing that I really wanted to stream, but didn't have time is that there is a big Devolver digital sale happening right now. You can get your Ape out. You can get all the other Devolver games. And I bought Downwell, which went down from $3 to $1.50. And this is the game where you're just falling down a well. Get it? It's a Downwell. You're falling down a well. You're just going down. And this is really cool. I remember I had it on my wish list. I had really cool art style for it. So I uh, I picked it up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. I'm going to do some streaming 
of it. I love in the news section too. That's how I found out about it is on there. So all the games are on sale. Bro Force, Downwell, Enter the Gungeon, Gato, Gris, Katano Zero, Minute, which I wanted to pick up, Reigns, Kings and Queen, and the Game of Thrones version. All the, every Devolver digital game. Ape Out is my pick that you should buy. Get it. That goes until the 6th. So it'll be a few more days after the podcast is released. So go grab that stuff. But that's it for me, Michael. What you got? Well, just to go off of what you said, Reigns, the Game of Thrones version, I have that as well. And I will say it's a lot of fun. It's it's very relaxing. You're just kind of swiping cards, making decisions. And ultimately, you just die because it's very difficult to have like a successful reign in that game. But if you have any, if you're missing, you know, Sunday, first Sunday without any Game of Thrones whatsoever, if you're missing Game of Thrones in any way, or you just want to play the original reigns, I can say they're both fantastic games. So definitely check them out. So Fortnite, boom, working on that. Pokemon Go fired it up because I saw the Snorlax was available. Got my Snorlax, got a few steps. I got to check out this adventure uh, thingy that you were talking about because I didn't notice that. So that would actually, I think that would make me play it more again because your your phone's always on you. It's always tracking your steps. It's always like, it it annoyed me when I had to have my phone oh, like on me and open to the app and all of that. So the idea that it's just going to track it and then I can just open it up and it catches me back up. Super excited. Playing some more SteamWorld Heist. Still going strong at that. Cannot beat. I'm in a very difficult spot right now. Cannot get it. I don't understand why. Because you're I bad at games. Of, you're bad at games. I'm terrible. Michael. Terrible at yeah. games. And it's so, so hard right now. Um, so a couple free games that I'm playing is Geki Yabu Runner Anniversary Edition. Terrible. Prime World Defenders. Also not that great. But they're free. So I would definitely suggest downloading it i will say the yabo runner thing is just it's a runner game right it's like mario run all those yeah. type of games mm-hmm. you're just and you're just jumping it's challenging and that's not the problem the problem is those kind of games you die a lot right you're dying 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 there's this annoying noise when you die this like this thing collects like uh you're you're collect, you're you're a gnome and you're collecting mm. socks so you're collecting all these socks. So you're like Mario Run, right? You're collecting coins. This is your collecting socks. You collect them all up. And then at the very end, there's a hamster or, 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 or not a hamster, or like a, I don't know what it is. It's Terrible. like collecting the socks that you collect. And it's like, rah, 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 rah. it makes this noise every 20 seconds. It Amazing. is so, it's just like, I can't do it. And I just shut it off. I did like seven levels. God, it was so annoying. The, descript- the you- description of that game that you had though, gnomes collecting sco- socks and then a hamster Sold. eating all of i'm in ten dollars i'm I'll, I'll just, just turn the money. volume down and i bet you it's a infinitely better game because the sound is so and it's not even a, like a sound it's a guy just going rah, 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 like in the and you hear it over and over it's terrible um and then prime world defenders is just another defender game i've been playing a lot of them lately it's funny because the game you mentioned being free on mobile I did the same thing a couple weeks ago. There was a a defense game that I really like. I downloaded it free on mobile, playing it, like it. I'm going to go back on Switch and actually buy it. Mm. So I think if any time we say, hey, there's a free version on mobile, if nothing else, try it there and then get the better version Mm. of it on your Switch. Yeah. So loved it. Check them out. Pokemon Go, Seymour Holly's runner game. Boom. (laughs) So this week I played My Time Porsche which I've been playing ever since it came out in beta or was it beta or was it just released? Yeah, it was just, it felt like, it felt like a beta. I've had a lot. Can of, be debated. Yeah. It can be debated. Are you playing it on the switch? You're playing it on the switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. 
It's still in beta. <laughs> I've been playing that. I've been playing it when I'm in a more patient mood. Um, <laughs> I did try yeah. the Planet Alpha beta this week as well. Uh, pretty atmospheric, beautiful game. I don't think I'll actually buy it. Uh, just there doesn't seem to be much substance other than that. It might just be the demo though, so I'm not sure. Um, now my sister came to visit this weekend, and um, for, first I'll say that if anybody did the uh, free first three months of Nintendo Online, I got an email this morning reminding me to renew it. So if anybody did that, mm -hmm. I recommend going and checking up and making sure you renew that. Um, but that reminded me that they have the whole online game service. So I went on. I was like, Kaylee, that's my sister's name. Let's go try out, you know, Super Mario Brothers because she never played it. We, we loaded it Forever? up. Forever? That's crazy. Ever, ever. ever. She's, she's five wow. years younger than me. So, oh. <laughs> but um, the controls, we couldn't figure it out at all for like 10 minutes. So then we just it's went. Just two buttons. But like the buttons, you have to press like the minus button and the top button. And because we were doing two player, it was like different. I don't know. Neither of us could figure it out. And I don't know if that really oh. says much about us. Are you talking about because you had to turn the Joy-Cons so you couldn't figure out which way you had to turn the Joy-Cons to use it? No. Well, like we turned the Joy-Cons like any other multiplayer game that we've played. And hmm. it was like telling us that we still had to hit the minus button or subtraction button and the top. And that was just to decide if we wanted to play first player or second player. We finally figured that out. And then I couldn't figure out how to do anything else. It was a mess. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm going to try it by myself without doing like two player and see if it works because now I'm like determined to figure out what we did wrong. But maybe we didn't do anything wrong. I'm not sure. But eventually we just defaulted and went back to playing Death Squared because that game is wonderful. But um yeah, interesting hmm. online Nintendo online experience that I thought I'd share. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, have I, to try I, that out. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess if you if you if you look at the Joy-Con, you're right. If you turn it, there is no start select button anymore, and mm -hmm. then the buttons are in a weird configuration. And in fact, how do you even know what button on the 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 left Joy-Con hmm. is? Is it the down or is it the left or is it flipped? You know, I I've had it before where games like I would take out a Joy-Con and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like snipper clips, like we'll just get confused and like. Yeah, it's not an A or B button. And that's the right, problem. Right. It's the advantage, but then the downfall of the Joy-Cons. And it was using. So. I guess that's something. It, it was ahead. using primarily. So I had the left Joy-Con and it kept telling me to use the SL and SR button and then the mm. ZL. And I was like, but when I'm holding it like this, those are the hardest buttons to press to do anything. So mm. hmm. it was just a very frustrating experience. I don't know. Uh, you no, know what I you don't... you know what the, you needed is you needed to have opted in to buy the NES wireless controller. Yeah, that's I guess why that's they do it. That's point. why they make it so difficult. That must be it. Yeah, see, problem solved. Just give Nintendo sixty more dollars. Hello, duh. That's how this works. Learned my lesson. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now you know. Yep. Well, I guess that's gonna do it for this week's pod. Uh, Christina, thank you so much for joining us and for filling in for us and just being a part of the podcast and modding the chat all the time and being awesome. And again, we'll link to the show notes below. And we'll also link to that, uh, the article that I, I tweeted out that Christina just mentioned, which is if you're on Twitch prime, of course, you're going to be watching and following us, but also you got not only three months, but now an extra nine months of Nintendo online for free. Click that button. I already did it as well. It's the $20 value. They're basically just giving it to you. In fact, they are, it's free, but uh, I guess that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Follow us everywhere on the internet. You can follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast, 
on Twitch every Sunday, live streaming every-ish Sunday at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch, or just go to nintendodispatch.com. You can find all the podcasts, subscribe to your favorite players, all the things. That's going to do it for this week, and this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.